This call you is are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, for what will be your Wednesday episode of Locked On Browns. Uh, we're going to uh, – I'm going to give you at least a full schedule, if not more, this week. Look, we're closing out the year. We're closing out the regular season. Um, there's some folks that we haven't gotten on this year, and there's no time like the present with everything that's going to be riding on week 17 for your Browns. So we're certainly uh, going to dig deep into the bag of trips, get you guys the best guests we can here, get you guys the best content we can going into uh, what's going to be the craziness of closing out the regular season at home with the Pittsburgh Steelers or what's going to be left of them by then. But we ain't complaining, folks. We're certainly not complaining. This episode of Lockdown Browns is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi's refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football. Watching. As I said, he's been on a number of times. I actually don't think we've had him with us this regular season. Um, and it's been a little different for everybody, um, Browns-wise. We've been busy, everybody content-wise, um, whether it's primetime games, whether it's actually covering wins um, and not having to do, you know, draft work for three days a week because, you know, that's basically where the team has you. Um, from Browns Wire, um, also writes two of my favorite columns per week over at Real GM. Uh, he's tall Jeff. I'm small Jeff. Mr. Jeff Risen joining us. Jeff, how's the family? How's everything going? And it's going to be a bit of a different year for you. Obviously, you've been covering these two franchises, the Lions and the Browns, for a long time. But this year is like the ultimate yin and the yang of the season for you, buddy. It really is. Um, it, and thanks for having me back, Jeff. Everything's very good here. Thanks for having me on. Um, you're right. I don't think I have been on this regular season, and that's that's kind of strange. Um, we have been a very busy year. And, yes, it's very nice. So uh, this, this will actually come out um, on Wednesday, which is the fourth anniversary of the initial – release of Brown's Wire. Um, I technically started writing for it before Christmas that year and got hired, but I didn't actually, it didn't go live until December 30th, uh, 2016. So uh, uh, it's, I've covered a lot of coaching changes. I've covered a lot of GM changes. I've covered a lot of draft stuff already, and I am ready to cover a playoff team. Let's do it. (laughs) For real. I mean, like, and, and with what happened leading up, you know, to Sunday, and I was literally sitting there Saturday, and I'm explaining it to my wife, and she's like, "Oh, well, this isn't good." And she's like, but they're all <laughs> no, the Jets. "And I'm like, I'm like, babe, it, it doesn't matter. You can't lose an entire positional group." And you know, and she was nice enough as it started getting ugly. She's like, ah, "I think me and the girls are going to go run a couple errands. That'd be fantastic, honey. I appreciate yeah, you for that." Enough. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. of course, you know, they lit the candle, lit the candle, made it close. Um, and you know, for all things, it seemed weird over the last two months. That, you know, Baker had his issues. It's become pr- probably, you know, the one constant. You know, the running game was good. Um, at portions, it was not. Um, but let's start here with number six. Um, Jeff, obviously, there's been highs and lows. Um, and there's been times where some people are like, man, I, I'm just not sure. And then as weird as it seems, um, you know, 2019. And look, you know, this is never to point the finger at Odell Beckham Jr. But you look at these numbers and, and, and you can't deny them. Um, sadly, you lost Odell beginning of the Cincinnati game. And then all of a sudden, you just saw this same quarterback that we all kind of fell love, fell in love with in 2018, um, and he's got the right amount of moxie, the right amount of chip on his shoulder, and he gets away with it, especially in a market like Cleveland, because I think everybody understands it, everybody vibes with it, 
and you get you've seen this player over the last two months, and, and now it's not a question of you know is he the guy? It's the question of how far can we go with this guy? Yeah, and and he had a rough afternoon. There was a lot of context to that. He didn't have his top four receivers. Uh, the offensive line protection, uh, specifically right guard, was not good at all. Uh, he needs about two and a half inches, Nick Harris. If he could get two and a half inches oh, of height, he, he might actually be a really, really solid player on the interior. And he did all right. And keep in mind, he's supposed to be a center. He's supposed to be J.C. Treader's backup. He's not supposed to be playing guard, and I think that would have helped. Um, John Franklin Myers, He does that, that guy does not suck. The Jets have a few keepers. He's one of them. Uh, and he played. He played probably the best game in his NFL career. Um, so that and there's con- there's a lot of context to it. But Baker has to do better too. He missed a couple of throws. Uh, there were a couple of situations where he had guys shorter and went longer and missed. Um, and I would rather him be throwing the ball to Kareem Hunt on a seven yard curl instead of you know trying to hit Jamarcus Bradley or or whoever else, Marvin Hall um, double that speed. And it it and I think that would have been more prudent. But he. He's he's been good because he's been the guy who's taken those chances. Uh, I thought the circumstances were against him, and I don't think he adjusted his game well enough. I don't think Kevin Stefanski dialed up the run game nearly enough. Uh, it was it was a rough afternoon. Um, I I do give the Jets some credit; they played hard. I did not expect them to come out and play as intense and focused as they did. They had a very good game plan and they executed, it, and they're not terrible. Um, they have won two in a row, and they've beaten two playoff well probable playoff teams in in the row in that process i don't get how that happens but they uh for whatever reason they are playing better ever since they fired greg williams maybe, maybe that's why <laughs> um, and uh you know it, it was a problem for baker he's got to hold on to the ball not feeling the pressure on the backside uh on the on the on the penultimate drive where he got stripped by his own goal line that is all on baker he's got to know that um, he's got to have that clock in his head. He's got to get that ball out and get and protect it when he feels it. And he didn't do that. And that was that was a terrible loss. The fumble on the quarterback sneak. A you have Nick Chubb, you have Kareem Hunt. I don't know why Baker is sneaking the ball. Ah, uh, that didn't make you a lot of sense. Twice. You got away with it twice. I mean, look, and if he's six foot five, two thirty, and this isn't in a knock on size, because I could care less about quarterback sneaks. You pay people to do this for a living. But almost like going for it for a third time, it was like, well, now maybe right. he went to the well one too many times. I think he did, and uh, their their linebackers played it well. The the line did not play well. It, it didn't seem – Joel Batonio picked a very bad rep to have the best – his worst rep of the game, uh, and he did. He got pushed backwards on it, and I, I don't know if he understood that it was going to be a sneak or, or what the deal was, but for whatever reason, you know, he, he's a worthy Pro Bowl guard, and he got beat on that play. So, uh, so a lot of things that went wrong, and it was – you know the, the circumstances of Saturday going into Sunday. It was it was difficult to process. We knew that it was going to be a battle. Uh, I did not again. I didn't expect the Jets to come out as sharp as they were, and I also didn't expect the Browns to not be able to run the ball all that effectively and to abandon it. Eighteen runs, fifty three passes. When you're missing your top four wide receivers, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I understand that they were not. That the Jets were loaded up to stop the run, and that the run game was not working all that well between the blocking. Chubb went down on first contact a few times. Kareem Hunt just—he—he's been lost, and we—we gotta have a little conversation about that, Jeff. He's not played well the last month. That's—that's no. that's an ongoing he issue. Really, that- he didn't really play well when Nick was out, and it's it. it I mean, look, the money you have him at, you're not going to complain because he brings a lot of factors to the game, uh, but. 
you see what this offensive line can give for 24. And we're talking about 27, who's been a former NFL rushing champion. Very well may have been a two-time NFL rushing champion. Um, But that is one thing. And whatever comes out of this Pittsburgh game Sunday, which for right now, I mean, you know, it looks like Pittsburgh may wave the white flag. I don't think it's about anything about Baker and the receivers. It's about trying to get some cohesion back and some consistency back with this running game. Yeah, it it seems like Kareem is trying to string every play out a little bit farther uh, and look for the cutback lane. And it seems like opponents are figuring out, hey, he's going to cut it back. Let's have let's have our safety creep up there. And uh, they're doing a better job at that. And he hasn't adjusted his style yet. He needs to go with the blocks sometime. And I don't think he's doing a very good job of that. Chubb, for that matter, isn't doing that as well as he normally does either. That was really evident against New York. Hopefully they fix that against Pittsburgh. Uh, because that that's where he can really make it happen. And, and you saw the, the two really good runs that Chubb did have were where he he got to the outside and saw that the, the safety was over-pursuing a little bit and cut back inside, made that first guy miss, and, and got some yards. That's gonna, They're going to have to do more of that against Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, Pitt, Pittsburgh's I, – I don't know, Jeff. I, I, I know they're sitting Roethlisberger. I know they're playing Mason Rudolph. And I know that they probably won't play T.J. Watt a heck of a lot because they cannot afford him. He's been phenomenal. They can't lose him for the playoffs. But they're still going to bring it. You know, that, that Mike Tomlin isn't going to relent. Um, and I, I'm real hopeful that the run game gets back. Hopefully hopefully we have Jedrick Wills at left tackle. Hopefully Harris plays a little bit better or stouter um, or even better if, if Teller gets back, though. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, at this point, uh, just needle them up. Look, at this point, just needle them up. There's no, I mean, you go out there and play as long as you can. If it's a quarter, if it's a quarter and a half, you've got to play them. And I'd love to see it. Yeah, I would. But uh, this is a this is a game where I think the run game has to to establish itself early. If you get Pittsburgh discouraged, if they're down ten nothing at the end of the in the middle of the second quarter with Mason Rudolph as their quarterback, they're like, okay, all right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're gonna fold it up. Yeah. yeah, all right. We're gonna play this game again next week. Um, that, that's 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 good for us. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Um, just lastly, now on the offense, Jeff. Uh, you know, obviously we've seen, I've seen, I think we've seen bits and pieces uh, from over, almost every positional unit. Um, you know, we've seen the offensive line excel. Obviously, at times we've seen times where the the running game looked fantastic. Um, the wide receivers, and even for the short time Odell played, obviously there was impact from Odell. Um. The one, and this is still for all they put into it with paying Austin Hooper what they paid him, uh, you know, the, the selection of Harrison Bryant with David Njoku being here, it's still the one positional group on offense that still makes me think, and I'm sure you know as well as I do, for what they have invested in it, they were expecting a little bit more of a return from the tight end position. Um, you thought maybe last week by force, and it would, you know, they had no oh, choice, man. you would get more, but you saw Harrison Bryant open up the wrong way in a route. Austin Hooper put a couple on the carpet. For what they have invested in it, you'd really like to see a bigger return out of this tight end group. Boy, you sure would. And this was a week I th- I thought David Njoku, other than his pass protection rep, which he whiffed, I thought he played very well. And I wish sure. they would have played him more. Um, it did not look like Harrison Bryant was comfortable. And now the fact that he's come down with COVID, you know, maybe maybe that was something that was going on earlier. I don't I don't know. I don't know. But it makes you at least think about it because he didn't play well. And uh, they have not gotten, you're, you're right, they haven't gotten the bang for their buck. It's it's a situation, you know, Njoku, I don't expect him to be a long-term answer, but he, I mean, 
he he fits exactly what they needed last week as a, a wide receiver, a wide receiver like tight end who could play out in the slot. And they they didn't seem all that intent on play. I think he played forty two percent of the snaps. I was I was expecting him to be a starting wide receiver. I'd I'd play him over Jamarcus Bradley or Marvin Hall or uh, whoever whoever else random people that were out there, you know. And it just didn't happen. And uh, I don't know. That that's something that I think Stefanski is going to have to answer about because in Minnesota they did they did a very good job of distributing the ball to tight ends as the primary receivers. The the tight end two got more targets than the wide receiver three. Maybe that's a function of of them not trusting Harrison Bryant yet or not. But but wide receiver three in this offense is getting more production and being better than what tight end two is. And you've got three tight ends that are all. You know, worthy of starting it at, at least at some point, and it, it just hasn't been there for him. And that's that's definitely been frustrating. Something that when we do our off season review, once once we get into the meat of you know January and February, and we're looking at the tape, and we're like, God, it's just not there. Um, I I expected a little bit more out of, of Austin Hooper, not a lot, uh, but you know Bryant for for as physically gifted as he is, there's a lot of mental, like dude needs some mental reps more than he needs physical reps. You, you said it. He turns the wrong way on a route. That happens a lot. He had the, the drop. He had the fumble in, in the prior game. Just hasn't always been dialed into what he needs to be done. And that's, that, that that's, that's one of the frustrations of relying on a rookie at a key position in your offense. But at the same time, you want to see some development and growth in that. And it, he hasn't really – he's the same dude that he was in September, and that, that's a little frustrating for me. Yeah, I mean, and if you want to use excuses of no OTAs, no preseason, I, I guess he can, but, you know, look, I mean, it's the same for hey, everybody. Every, every team had that. Every team is using yeah. that excuse. Yeah, there's certainly rookies who are on a higher note as opposed to looking like maybe more like they plateaued. We're going to switch it up with Jeff. We're going to get to the defensive side of the ball here, get his thoughts on that this year. Um, those should be interesting. And then the third segment, obviously, we're going to get a little bit more into uh, what's going to be essentially the granddaddy of them all. Um, and look, you know, granted, you'd like to have this put to bed. You, you'd like to say that this game doesn't matter. Um, but look, at home, Pittsburgh Steelers coming to town. Shut up. Don't whine. Don't complain. Beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you're playing in a playoff game. I, I don't think, you know, I mean, if that was all the scenario and storyline we were handed at the beginning of the season, everybody would be like, all right, there'd be no better way so we're going to get to all this and more with jeff Resden as we continue to roll on through here locked on browns you've counted on restaurants now they are counting on you and while their dining rooms may be closed they still open for delivery with doordash doordash is the app that brings you food you are craving right now right to your door order is easy open the doordash app choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off system. With over 30, three, I'm sorry, 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless, to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off in zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you use the DoorDash app. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKED ON. Again, that's LOCKED ON for $5 off 
your first order with DoorDash. Now, Jeff, defensively, and this is, it's, it's certainly been a mystery um, with players missing, players coming, uh, the linebacker group maybe getting a little bit better, and then you lose two guys against the Jets. Uh, the defensive line had their moments, um, and then we got, and it's not a knock on Miles Garrett. Obviously, COVID is going to affect everybody the way it does. Um, he's just not simply the Miles Garrett we've gone across them to, which is weird to say. Like, I mean, it's almost like complaining that, like, you know, the brand new leather jacket, oh, it's a little tight. Um, he's still getting that sack for game post COVID. Um, there, we know there's going to be a tremendous amount of turnover here. And we talk about a guy like Joe Woods. And one of the things Joe Woods is, oh, man, I'd love to be able to play three safeties, you know, 85%, 90% of the time. Right now, he's lucky if he can field three safeties, you know, for a game week in, week out. Uh, Denzel Ward, you know, now coming back, which makes everybody's job easier because the rest of your defense could play essentially 10 on nine. But it's been a mystery. There's times where this defense has looked good. Um, and that was aided by sacks and turnovers. The sacks is still something that can come. The turnovers was probably an unsustainable pace against teams that were playing. Um, and hopefully they can at least just put together one more week here where they feel better about themselves before the real bullets from the Pittsburgh Steelers come flying again in what will be week 18, first round of the playoffs. Man, I hope so. And you're right about Miles. You know, you can't control what happened with the COVID. Because um, he it's actually got sick. There's difference. Like, other yeah. guys have been diagnosed and said, I I, I feel fine. I, I don't feel anything. Miles actually, like, we saw the pictures. Like, Miles literally said, I'm sick, dude. Yeah, and, and it wasn't good. And um, the coughing spell that he had after the Week 15 game, uh, I think, was very telling that he, you know, it, he's still not right, and it's obvious well, he's trying to do the dirty jersey air by the airport, Jeff. But that's another story. For <laughs> that could very well be. Um, he's he's trying, and uh, I appreciate the fact that he's out there. To to his credit, Olivier Vernon has played great in the last month, and that's been a nice boon. But you're right about to the, the point current. where Olivier Vernon needs to be show some paperwork with some zeros and say, "Hey, let's just make one thing easier for the off season," and say, "Hey, why don't you stick around." You know, and it's funny because I think most fans have gotten back on that. Um, he was a guy that a lot of fans had a lot of enmity towards um, this offseason, really even early in the season. But he's he's been the best player on the defense for the last month. Him and Sheldon Richardson both have been great. They yeah. both played great against New York, um, the Jets. Yeah. Um, and that's that that's awesome. And that that's something that has, has kept them in games because uh, what's behind them is not good. You know, uh, the linebackers... <laughs> Just when B.J. Goodson finally starts to play fairly well, he goes out, and uh, it doesn't. As our like good friend, true. as our good friend Bill Carroll would say, "God bless him. They're trying. They're trying." <laughs> yeah, they are. I mean, Malcolm Smith is Malcolm Smith. He's he had one great game in his career. He's still parlaying it. Beyond that, he's probably best as your fourth linebacker. And Mac Wilson, massive disappointment. Taki Taki does what he does in his limited role well. When you ask him to do more than that, it is when he gets into trouble. And they've been asking him to do more than that. And that's that's part of the issue right now. So, you know, they're 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 piecing it together. They're doing as best as they can. It would be great if they could get Phillips back on the field. Um, if Mac Wilson could play a little bit better um in the role that he has. Uh it's just been rough. You know, uh Miles Miles needs to get back to the impact sacks, though. The the, the strip sacks and things like that. That's something that Olivier hasn't done all that well. they they're missing the takeaways. Uh, I know they didn't get any against the Jets. I don't believe they got any against the Giants. They might have gotten one. 
Uh, but it, the, the the takeaway fountain has dried up, and it's something that they have to get back to because that's where their defense is really good. It's when they're making plays on the ball. You know, they're either stripping it or they're they're sacking and getting strip sacks. They're they're getting their hands on the ball. They're making interceptions down the field. You know, Carl Joseph is physically removing the ball from somebody as he hits them. That that hasn't been there lately. That's got to be there against Pittsburgh. And and if they play them in in the playoffs again, if not, they're probably going to wind up playing Buffalo. Um, they've got to get the ball out and get some takeaways. You cannot win games this late in the year, important games, when you don't get takeaways. You, you just have to, and they haven't been doing that. And I mean, you you could hear them in the Jets game, like, hey, get the ball, strip the ball, strip the ball. And uh, just it just wasn't there. Uh, and that's that's something that has to change. Hope, again, hopefully Miles can play better and get, get at that. Hopefully we get something out of, the safety group in that, in that regard, you know, now, now with, with Sendejo being iffy for this week, that's not really his role. Anyways, I'd love to see Carl Joseph back. I'd love to see Ronnie Harrison get on the field and get back to making some plays. That will be a big, big help. Uh, and well, I, I am, this was the plan all along, and this is where the Browns have actually been extremely smart with their players this year. Um, they guys have returned to practice and I, everybody last week, Oh, designated to return. Yeah. If he's taking the practice, he's not playing this week. This is the yeah, way they guilty of that too. I'm like, oh, he's back. Okay, that's, that's great. And then he was get through the week, yeah. and we'll see you on Wednesday. And yeah. I'll give you everything that you're ready to handle. But yeah, obviously, this was always the game that mattered anyway. And you know, to it think is. you were going to hopefully beat the Jets, yeah, I mean, probably uh, without that massive. Um, but and this was this has probably turned out to be the surprise addition to this defense, just because essentially he's you know a couple of you know I mean he's a good meal short of essentially being built like a linebacker. He's long. Yeah. Um, he can play at the line of scrimmage. He can play back. He finishes tackles. Um, and even though he's not the greatest of athletes, he's got that deep ability. He's got that ability to make quarterbacks think the window is there. And, you know, with the arm yep. maybe being, a, you know, one half inch longer than somebody else's, he's able to fool players. He's been a really, really nice addition. And with Grant Dilpit on the back burner, and you can kind of see that maybe the vision for what Joe Woods is want, he's going to have to wait a while. Like, it's like a kid who makes his Christian yeah. slip on December 26th. <laughs> You're gonna have to wait a while, Joe Woods. But but some yeah. of it's there. Like we can see it. If you really dig, you can see it. Yeah, you can see that this this defense will be better in 2021 just by getting a full year out of Harrison, a full year out of Denzel Ward. Hopefully, knock on whatever wood you can because uh, that that's been a challenge. Um, you, God, God only knows what's going on with Greedy Williams. Um, so I'm of the mindset that I don't think Greedy's ever gonna play again. And if he does get back, and and this is just my opinion, I'm not not saying that I know anything. I will I will be grateful if he's able to get back, but I will not count on him coming back. Uh, well, you're talking about you up by the yeah. shoulder yeah. region. That's something where you take a wrong hit, man. You, you're you're talking about whether or not you're walking correctly for the rest of your life. Exactly. Um, and you know, I I applaud him for trying to get back, but I also wouldn't begrudge him if he walked away. Uh, that's the position you got to get. But you talk about Delpa's going to be back. You get a full year out of Harrison in the system. Uh, I do think that it, that it changing the defensive system as many times as they have. I, I think Woods is a little bit behind the eight ball on that. And I think a, a good offseason will make just the existing players better in it. So there are brighter days ahead, but they need the brighter days, you know, <laughs> week 17, week 18. Because, uh, <laughs> they, uh, you know, I still think this team has a chance to win one playoff game. I, I think, I don't think they'll beat Buffalo or Kansas city. I think those teams are both teams. Oh, those teams are really good. Um, I would struggle to see them beating Pittsburgh in the playoffs just because it's Pittsburgh. Um, and that's that's more of a thing about them being Pittsburgh than it is Cleveland being Cleveland. Uh, but yeah, that's 
the, 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 the capability is there to win a postseason game this year. That hasn't happened since 1994. That's that's an awful long time, Jeff. I am ready for that. And uh, if, if Harrison's Jeff, back. I was legally he, buying booze then. I literally was not legally buying alcohol then. Oh well, I'm I'm a little older than you on that, but uh, not I wasn't I wasn't doing it for that long. <laughs> I was still showing ID. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I'm re- I'm ready. For, I'm I'm ready for some takeaways. I'm ready. I'm ready for some postseason football. The defense needs to get some takeaways, get some stops, discourage, discourage, and advance, and and make plays. That's that's all we ask. They have the ability. So it'd be a great way for Denzel to get an interception or two for Terrence Money Mitchell to to and I still can't call him Mitchell without saying money first. Thanks, Nate Zagura. Uh, right. still, <laughs> he, he needs to be money again. That's what we need. <laughs> well, and he was that this week. And it's it's funny how Terrence Mitchell plays a lot better when you're asking him to be the number one quarterback yes. for a defense. Funny, you know, funny how when guys find their their I, I harp on this all the time. Gooding guys in the right position on the depth chart. It's something that the linebackers, B.J. Goodson is a good number three linebacker. He's number one here. Taki Taki, a good number four, good good situational, you know, sub when the other team goes, you know, to a heavy package with a fullback or two tight ends. He's great. You can't play him beyond that. <laughs> they're, they're asking him to do that, you know, full time. They've got to upgrade that spot or the make the line in front of him just, you know, the way Washington is where you got four potential pro bowlers up front. The Browns kind of, could have that. It hasn't really worked out that way. Uh, yeah, this, 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 they, they are progressing in the right direction, but they've got to get healthy and they've got to make plays. Yeah, they got some great linebackers that would be fantastic in like the mid 80s to late 80s in the NFL. Um, the 2020 era, not so much. We're going to get to just a few <laughs> final thoughts here as we get to Pittsburgh on Sunday. Jeff Risen, Browns Wire, joining Jeff Lloyd on Lockdown Browns. Are we ready for some football? College football has kicked in a bowl season. And before you know it, this week, uh, NCAA playoffs. And there are some big matchups all week. NFL regular season is finishing up the playoff picture, getting clearer and clearer. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, for your 50% welcome bonus. NFL game of the week. Who cares? There is one game, Browns fans, that matters <laughs> on Sunday. And I do believe now we are talking the Browns are now favored by 10. And I'm sure that's got everybody in their knickers even more nervous, but even more fired up for Sunday. Don't let the side, don't let, uh, don't stay on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Visit our friends at uh, BetOnline on Twitter at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Bet online. Make sure you're checking out Locked On NFL. We have switched the host show this season. We have now a rotating group of guests Monday through Friday. Um, great action, everybody involved. Um, it just it, the show continues to grow as the network continues to grow, and obviously that does not mean a hill of beans without all you listeners and subscribers being along for the ride.
Look, Jeff, no Ben Roethlisberger. And like you said, I don't think they can afford to uh, risk uh, TJ Watt. Um, and maybe they want to maybe actually not have TJ Watt not go out there and get another couple of sacks as they're trying to negotiate with a guy who very well could be NFL defensive player of the year. Um, yeah, he's Casey earned Hayward, it too. <laughs> most certainly has. Uh, Casey Hayward not getting any younger, but still effective. Uh, Stefan Tuitt. Um, linebackers, I mean, if Minka Fitzpatrick needs a rest, that'd be nice too. Um, but look, this looks like this is going to be almost like a no excuses. Um, and, and Pittsburgh is going to say, hey, let's play this in our place when it actually matters for something. Um, but either way, you've got a plan. And it, it, you can't go in there with a Manila game plan um, with the fact of Jarvis throwing a ball or anybody throwing a football, which we've seen this point, that that still exists. Um, you're going to shoot for all hands on deck because week 18 is not guaranteed at this point. Um, so if Wyatt Teller, I mean, look, if Wyatt Teller can walk, you know, six steps, uh, without falling down, that's good enough for me to get him out there uh, compared to what we've seen from now a third-string right guard. Uh, Jedrick Wills, get him all the goddamn chicken soup he possibly can need, uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but get these guys back in the building. Um, and maybe the good thing for the wide receivers is, you know, once they were all separated um, and they're not coming back to the building Thursday, look, if it's got to go one-on-one, uh, you could practice with Baker from 1-1-15. to Rashard, you're out. Jarvis, you're in. You get 15 minutes. Whatever you got to do, but this team needs to be ready to go Sunday. And I, I truly agree with you. This needs to be one where you get it 10, 14, nothing, maybe 17, nothing. And Pittsburgh is going to say, all right, well, the buses are starting up. We're going to go to the red bow. You offense, start taking a knee every way. And we'll see you guys in a week when this shit all matters. Yeah, that's, that's where that what that's what the Cleveland hope has to be. Establish it early that you're here to play. You're not. You're not the. You're not the 2008 Browns. You're not. You're not the Charlie Fry edition out there. They need to play Week 17. They don't need to play the earlier loss this season. This. This is one game, and and this is one thing where I think Kevin Stefanski has done a very good job this year, focusing on going one and zero every week. They're not going to feel the ghost of Charlie Fry. They're not going to feel the ghost of Brady Quinn choking like a dog. They're not going to feel you know. Deshaun Kaiser fumbling four times in the red zone against Pittsburgh. That that none of that matters. They're not going to feel that. They are going to go out there and play football. And I think that is the right way to go about it. You know, you're playing the Steelers right now. You're not playing the Browns of of years past. That's a great focus. I trust in Kevin Stefanski that he will be able to get that done. I trust in Baker Mayfield enough that I think that that he will handle that just fine. You know, I want to see them work Jarvis early. I want to get him involved. That 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 opens up a lot of different things. When when you get a wide receiver like Jarvis, who who can impact the defense with the ball in his hands, you know he, he's very good after the catch uh, at, at being tough and and physical to get down. And I think that that sort of thing that that's the kind of thing that can discourage you know like Minka Fitzpatrick's like oh man I, he kind of hurt my shoulder on that I don't know man I, I you know let, let's see what we got behind me here. Um, that that's the kind of thing that we really want to see. And, you know, it would be great if you could get a, you know, David Njoku has some decent games in his career against Pittsburgh. Uh, then again, he's had some against the Jets too and didn't really do much, but uh, th- there's a chance for him to get something off. And, and like you said, Teller, please, 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 if he, if he can play at all, get him back. I'm not confident that that will happen, but we, we it, it is all hands on deck. Because if you lose, if you lose to this Pittsburgh team, I'm not sure they're going to be able to live that down for a long time. Um, the situation that Pittsburgh's in, the situation that the Browns are in coming it's off of the, the Jets. Brought. It's going to throw away everything this season brought. If they it really would. It really would. This away. 
And I, I would we hate to have to write that. You would hate to have to talk about it for, for weeks upon weeks. Uh, that's not, not a prospect that I want to talk about or think about and conceive that it could happen. Um, the other, the other out is that Indianapolis probably not going to lose. Tennessee could lose. Um, that that's the other out. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I trust Houston that much, but, uh, it, it's not curtains if the Browns lose, but go out and win. Take care of your own business. Get out good. Don't screw up on special teams. For the love of God, let's have some uh, an error-free special teams. No penalties. There were three penalties last week. There were some misadventures in coverage. They did block a couple of kicks, which is phenomenal. Jamie Gillen, my guy. So I got I got a punts for pints T-shirt from from Zabo Apparel for Christmas from yes. my parents. Um, that's in my hometown, uh, and I, I was very grateful to get that. But my my mom sent it to me, and I, I will probably wear it on Sunday. But uh, Gillen's Gillen's got to get it back, man. He had one really good punt. He had a really bad time to have a bad punt last week. That's happened to him a few times this year. Uh, he's got to be sharp uh, because uh, the special teams. Pittsburgh has some guys who can run the ball back. That they're dangerous. You can't give up a return. Um, like, like, like you have the Giants game with the first uh, opening kickoff. I'm like, oh crap. They just ran it back to midfield. This is going to be one of those nights, isn't it? Unfortunately, uh, the, everybody else persevered and, and it was fine, but got to tighten up those special teams, man. Uh, think back to where we were, where, where, yeah, where we were a year ago. And we're like, I don't know about this coaching staff, but God, we got to keep Mike Prefer. That guy has been great at special teams. And this year, everyone's <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if Prefer needs to stick around anymore or not. It's funny how fast that can turn. Uh, but uh, that's 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 where they are right now. <laughs> and it, look, and you know, look as much as you know, quarterbacks stay flack, but I mean, there is no more unforgiving position than punter or kicker, um, and especially in this era of COVID, where you literally everybody's got an extra kicker around. Um, so it's like, all right, well, you know, I hate you, but and he, you know what? He's clear. He, he's tested yeah. negative, so I can use him tomorrow if I have to. So it, yeah. it, it's been even there. And, you know, and of course, uh, you know, uh, it's, you know, been an adventure as far as even just the simplest thing of, of extra points. But oh, um, yeah. and I think no penalties, no probably, penalties, please. No penalties. <laughs> yes. And I think this is probably what fires me up the most is nobody's going to sit down and whine and say, man, we got dealt such a crap hand last week. That's the stuff that stays in-house. It's going to be the thing of, and it was a real, real, the full varsity roster for the Pittsburgh Steelers this Sunday. I think you're going to see a more inspired effort. You're going to see a more fired up bunch knowing, you know, basically that, you know, they thought they had an ace in the hole going into that game and it turned out it was a deuce. Uh, you know, come Saturday yeah. at you know 8.30 and then, you know, hey, guys, we come at 8 because we're going to go work out in the uh, parking garage in Jersey City, New Jersey, which I can tell you right now, there's not a nice one, guys. So I'm sure there were potholes and thank God we made it through that uh, healthy, just healthy enough alone. Uh, but I think that's the thing that probably has me most fired up about Sunday is I really think that this team in the back of their minds know this should have been handled already. This should have already been taken care of. Um, and look, you know, for everybody who's getting excited about for the division, you, you never control that. This is always what you've controlled to this point over the last few weeks. So just go out there, play clean, play concise, play smart. And I'm going to tell you right now, if it's he's not just going to sit just Ben. It's not going to be just Ben. If he made this decision this early. Um, and the other thing we're not going to do this week is we are not going to revisit a certain story between a franchise defensive end no. and a second string that plays for Pittsburgh. This has no. nothing to do with it. Granted, if he drags him down three times without any penalties, that's fine. We're not going to do this. There is nothing – nothing means more than the playoffs. Revenge no. for him, 
no, none of that matters. What matters? No, you're not. Is you're not going to read any of that. You're gonna. You're gonna hear it acknowledged when it has to be acknowledged that it happened. But it's not going to be something that we harp on at Browns Wire. And I hope that a lot of the Browns media, look, the national media, that's going to be their. That's going to be their primary focus for the game. Uh, and that or the Browns choking all over all the years and losing last week. And oh my God, all the pressure. Oh, Baker can't handle it. I can hear Colin Coward already. Hate that guy. Um, yes. Hopefully, Cleveland media doesn't he, take he, that bait. Not my punch in the face. Listen. Free pass, free, free pass to punch him in the face. <laughs> Somebody wants to knock him out. I'll come, I'll come pay your bail. I'll come get you out. Knock the gray out of his goatee. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we're going to put a bow on this. Uh, obviously, Jeff does a fantastic job. Uh, Browns wire, Lions wire. Um, and obviously, Jeff, for, for all the work he's done for the last few years covering these franchises, I'm certainly for him. Yes. And, and it, look, we want to talk about something else. And I want to sit here and break down every nuance of the oh, Nickelback, man. the Dimeback, for whatever team it would be for January 9th, January 10th. Um, we've all paid our dues here. And you fans certainly, certainly, folks, have paid yours as well. So Browns Wire, uh, obviously from USA Today, Lions Wire as well. As I mentioned, Jeff, Jeff writes uh, a pre-weekend piece and a post-weekend piece over at Real GM. If you haven't caught the post-weekend piece, uh, I suggest you do his dime bag and number 10. And if we've learned anything from 2020, um, <laughs> look, just appreciate what you have. Yeah. Um, look, you know, everybody in life wishes there was a little bit more. Um, and actually, Jeff and I, before we hit the record button, um, and this is where it's funny, uh, you know, Jeff has a ninth grader. I have an eighth grader and a seventh grader. Jeff has a sixth grader. That's right. Um, we're seeing kids right now that we shouldn't be seeing. Um, these kids should be <laughs> out living their lives. Um, I should be walking in the door on Friday night, handing some money out. And these, I mean, this is, and if you learned anything, you know, you just, you're getting more time than you probably would have. So be appreciative of that because at the end of the yep. day, that's what it all comes down to. Um, you know, of course, you know, we all like to get back to our lives at some point. Um, but you know, even in the, you know, the worst of times, you got to be able to find, you know, a little bit of a sunrise each and every day. The show itself at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. Everybody's already following Jeff Risden, but if you aren't, my God, correct that monstrosity of a wrong right now and go do that. <laughs> uh, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you are leaving those five star ratings and those written reviews. Um, you know, I keep seeing the numbers rising and I understand guys, look, everybody is excited. And that's one thing that anybody will tell you that, uh, you know, does content covers teams like we do is, um, you know, obviously success leads to, you know, more views, more reads, more listens. But with that, it also means you got to up, up your game. Uh, you know, everything's got to go up a notch. It's really easy to say this team sucks. Okay. Send. Um, it's really easy to do that, but, uh, it's a whole different world that we're living in here now. And as much fun as this season has been, it's about sustaining it. And I, I truly believe this is a, this, uh, a sustainable product, which, I mean, we were happy with a good half at times. We were happy with a good ball game at times from the Cleveland Browns. Now it's, you know, you're talking about a team that had two four-game winning streaks in one season. Uh, that hadn't happened. I don't even want to know when. I think it was like Jim Brown era, things of that uh Elk and Pete will tell you I was a big fan of the Jim Brown era. Pete Smith will always tell you that one, guys. As you're trying to remind <laughs> you how old I just really am. <laughs> I can only imagine what he says to you, Jeff, if you're a little bit older than me. You know, he always asked me to tell him the fine stories of, you know, Joe Namath, uh, you know, what it was like to actually see him behind center. <laughs> 
But guys, with that, we're going to put a bow on this one. Uh, it's always great sitting down with Jeff. Um, you know, uh, Jeff has always been you know, very good to me over the years. Um, even when I started in this ages ago, um, I, one of our favorite, my absolute favorites, the Cleveland Browns select quarterback from Oklahoma State, oh Justin Gilbert, and having Jeff Risden live on air. And uh, Jeff, here he is. What in the world? Wait, you I- traded down and then traded up for this? Yeah, that was uh, that was something else, but I will never forget that. I was actually so I was doing a draft. I was doing a draft party for the radio station that I worked at at the time, um, and they that I went outside to, to talk to you for that because the, the lines were going to be picking for a little bit, and that then that happened, and it was like, oh my god, I I, I could not believe it. Um, I will I will forever say that Justin Gilbert was a worse draft pick than Johnny Manziel. I know a lot of people don't disagree, will not agree with that. From my money, from what I knew about that draft, there was he was as as bad of a top ten pick as you could ever ever find. Um, probably probably the worst one since Charles Rogers uh, for the other team that I covered. Um, that didn't go so well either. <laughs> the late Charles, right? The late Charles. Yeah, that is, it is, and it's very it's very sad what happened with him. Unfortunately, that yeah. uh, his life you know spiraled out of control. Hopefully, that doesn't happen for for some other guys that have been in that situation. But it's uh, you know. It is a reminder that there are humans out there behind those those helmets, and uh, you know this is a time of year we're not dealing with it much in Cleveland this year. But I I, I gotta say this real fast: there's going to be a lot of coaches that that are fired. There's going to be a lot of people who are calling for them to be fired. Just remember that there's families behind that. Those are kids that are going to have to leave school again. They're going to be looking for a job. That they have uncertainty with that. It's a very difficult time for those people. Try to have a little bit of empathy for those people. Um, even even the Hugh Jacksons of the world that you want fired and you demand to be fired. You know, there are people there that love them. And uh, try to remember that because uh, it, it, it's a tough time. And in and, and the situation that we're been in, to go back to what you're just saying, Jeff, we we don't need more. We don't need more salt. We need a little sugar sometimes, too. 100%. With that, and actually, guys, if you have it, um, the latest Lockdown Raiders – um, our host Q, his guest is none other than Hugh Jackson. So if anybody, if you're looking for a little extra something to listen to, the latest Lockdown Raiders, Q has Hugh Jackson joining him. I'm certainly going to get to that. We'll see if he got to any of the Browns ever because, you know, I'll have to check the tape to see if they got to that. So we'll see if that does happen. But this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.